Hey, good people, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Got a loaded show today. Got Dom Curry, former NFL receiver. He is now over the NFL alumni participation, engagement, sign up. And so he's going to tell us about the NFL alumni and, and how players are dealing with post-football. Because that's a lot of stuff that people are wondering. How are players dealing? Because we talked about Evers and Griffin yesterday. How are players talking about post-football? And what's the NFL doing to try to help the alumni? But also, we have to talk about USA Today. USA Today made their NFL season predictions. They made their, And I'm not going to tease you guys. They said that the Lions are going to win the NFC North. But we'll talk about where the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers fall in the hierarchy of the North. Coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I want to thank all the viewers on YouTube that continue to watch, like, download, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe, though. Hit that follow button. Uh, you just need an email address to follow, and you get all of our updates. But I want you guys to know, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get some offers, but also it's going to make every moment more sports Football is right around the corner, so you are not going to want to miss some of those pre, those early. Pick a Super Bowl champion now. Pick a pick a Super Bowl, pick two teams to go to the Super Bowl now. Because then that entire season, you're going to be dialed into that $10, $15 bet because it might get you $87,000. You just never know if you pick the right two teams. So why not make a couple of those Super Bowl predictions? Because I have an idea of four possible Super Bowl predictions. I think we'll talk about that tomorrow. Because I think there's four possible Super Bowl predictions. So I'm giving you guys a little inclination into how you should place your FanDuel bet. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show. And I'm going to bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom. USA Today. Like, I understand. Like, I don't think they have any, like, NFL analysts writing for USA Today. They have writers. So those writers go to camps. They talk to NFL execs. They talk to players they know. They do the interviews they do. They talk to scouts. Uh, and then they also just look at headlines. They watch ESPN. They watch everybody's analytics. Sam, I kind of yeah. already told you that they have the Lions winning the NFC North. They have the Lions winning the NFC North with an 11-6 and six record. They talk about all these additions, the defensive backfield being one of the best. Dan Campbell. He's got these guys pointing in the right direction. Jamar, uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, he's going to be the running back. Jamison Williams, uh, he, he's going to be one of the best receivers that the NFC has seen, the NFC North has seen since Justin Jefferson. But, yeah, right. But when you think about – and I say I'm not hating on the young man. He, he might be really good. I'm not going to hate on him. I'm not going to let USA Today make me a negative person. But here's what I don't get, Sam. They say the Vikings have a 13-4 and record. It's great. But they had a losing record point differential of 22.3. And that just wasn't how you should win. Like, you can't win that way. Well, 
I mean, according to Hollywood, you can because if we if movies have served me right, every underdog wins the championship. Every underdog finds a way to win these games. Every possible outcome. If you think about Rocky, you're not supposed to beat the Russian, and he does. Creed, you're not supposed to beat the Russian. He's beating you to pieces, and you can't beat this guy that's 25 pounds bigger than you, but he does. I know it's Hollywood. But maybe there's some truth to this. The Vikings found a way to slay every single opponent when it got close. Is that coaching? Is that bravado? Is that confidence? Whatever it is, who cares? The quarterback still there. Now, they did say, um, I will give them this. They they were accurate in there. They call it a purge. They said the Vikings had a purge. I don't know if I would call it a purge per se, but I understand where they're going with that. Uh, they say the Vikings purged Adam Thielen. Dalvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, and Zadarius Smith. They said they had a purge. And so that purge um, doesn't affect them scoring. So losing Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen won't, because it says they'll still be able to score at a good clip. But the new D.C. Brian Flores, in particular, who else? Who else would it be? Like, you don't have to be in particular. It's Brian Flores. Has his work cut out for him. (laughs) So we've known that. Ed Donatel had his work cut out for him. Brian Flores did this with the Miami Dolphins and he got it done. He's been a part of the New England Patriots and got it done. So in that aspect, Sam, to put them at 7-10 and 10 to me is lazy. But they also have the Bears and the Packers in this thing. Uh, with Like I said, I, I told you the lies. I told you the um, So right off the bat, 7-10 mm-hmm. Vikings, 11-6 Lions. What are your thoughts on that one? Who four games different. Wow. Um, I mean, that, that's got to be assuming that the Lions beat the Vikings twice because that's a pretty substantial margin. Um, and again, that kind of follows the follows the betting line, I guess, that the Lions are going to win the, the division. But uh, Vikings at 7-10, and 10, that would be the very, very low end of how this season would go for them, I think. I think that, um, you know, you're, if you're saying the defense has its work cut out for it, mm-hmm. that's true. But if you just improve a little bit on defense – and the offense improves as well. And I think this, the two can still cancel out. I think you can still win your fair share of games. I think that the second year in the system is going to pay dividends for this offense. So I think the Vikings could have legitimately a top five offense. I think that's not out of the realm of possibility. Four games to the Lions. Now, I don't know where the Packers and Bears fall in here, Ron. Can I guess? Yeah, I was going to say, because we got, we got Dom Curry. He's going to join us in a minute, uh, like yeah. I said, from the uh, – the, the NFL Alumni Association. Uh, but yeah, before we get Dom Curry into the show, yeah, so where do you think where do you think the Bears and the Packers fall record-wise and then ranking-wise in the NFC North? Because they also yeah. rank the North as well. Yeah, that's interesting. So I would I would guess the Bears are six and eleven. Okay. On, and I would guess the Packers, they probably have also at seven and ten. I'm guessing they have three teams under five hundred with the Lions winning it. So they have three teams under five hundred with the Lions winning it. Here's where it gets dumb. They have all three at seven and ten. So that's why I said it's lazy. Now they have all three at seven and ten, and they put the Vikings, because I don't know how they did it. Like, I don't know if they're saying, like, oh, well, the Vikings are gonna lose to this team twice. Like you said, the Lions, uh, they're gonna lose to the Bears maybe once or twice, and they're gonna lose to the Packers. Cause they're saying that like those teams have some tough, like a tough schedule. I'm like, the Vikings have the toughest schedule because they won the North. So you can't say that you think like 
this is going to happen because Justin Fields is going to take the next step. He will. Like Jalen Hurts, I, I keep saying that. Justin Fields can be Jalen Hurts with the right office coordinator. He does have DJ Moore now. Uh, he has the same uh, speed, not strength, as Jalen Hurts. So let's not get that twisted. He can't run a quarterback sneak and get you five yards every time. Like it's not – it's a different leg – push it's a different like and he doesn't have the same center jason kelsey is one of the best centers in the nfl so it's a it's a different mindset when you have jason kelsey who is an absolute dog like i'm talking about drinks beers with the fans has a drink off with his brother jason or travis kelsey like different type of monster uh like garrett bradbury for the vikings i wouldn't put him in that monster type of category i will say he did crush some beers at the wild game though with the offensive line but it didn't have the same effect as like the tight end. Like the tight ends crush the beers with the Vikings. Like I think the tight ends for the Vikings are going to be really tough. I don't know if the 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 like Christian Darisol, he doesn't need to drink beers for me to feel like he's tough. He's just a big, tough dude. Like he's he's a big, cute baby, but he's also tough. Like he wears the like he has he has the nice gloves on, he has the nice tape, he has the gold diamond chains. Like Christian Darisaw is like a, a a rapper that's a pretty boy, but then when you put the pads on, you have no shot. So it's a di- this offensive line is different. Like like Trent Williams to me feels like a killer. Like like I feel like he would kill somebody. Uh, I think Christian Darisaw would 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 hurt somebody and then pick him up. Like it's it's two different type of beasts there. Uh, but in the same aspect of of the way they did the North, I think it was lazy. Like I, I love USA Today, but I think it was lazy. Like making all three ten, teams seven and ten, that's just literally not going through the schedule because you can't all three can't be seven and ten. That's what I want to I would want to sit down with that writer and say, give me your schedule prediction of how you got to seven and ten. Like, give me that because we'll do that tomorrow, Sam, because I know training camp starts today. So we'll maybe mm-hmm. do that tomorrow. Um, maybe maybe next week, Monday, maybe on the round table, maybe Friday on the round table. We'll do that. We'll do. Let's go record prediction. Everybody give us a prediction and then we go from there. Because that's the only way to kind of figure this out. And maybe everybody takes a different team. Like, oh, it's four of us. Maybe all of us take the NFC North four teams, and then we all do the uh, the schedule prediction and see what records we get without talking to each other. Yeah. And then let's see what we come up with. Here's here's our predictions for the NFC North. Because um, I just don't see how they all can go 7-10. and 10. It just doesn't, it doesn't compute. Like, you're giving wins to teams that the Vikings have the edge over with a bad defense. Like, that's, that's what we forget. Justin Jefferson played on a bad defense last year. He had to go against, like, help out a bad defense last year, and he had 1,800 yards. Kirk Cousins is still there. The offensive line hasn't changed. The offensive coordinator is the same. The running back situation, we already talked about that. When I was on the Pat McAfee show, I continue to say it. I was the first person to say it on Pat McAfee. Now everybody else is picking up that steam. There's been no Super Bowl champions with a top five running back. Like, Marshawn Lynch was top six. So, again... The running back situation, I don't think it's going to matter. Alexander Madison is just fine for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but, yeah, USA Today, like, come on, man. Like, you can't put the Bears and the Packers and the Vikings at 7-10. and 10. That's lazy. Like, Lions 11-6, if you really believe in the Lions like that, I'm from Detroit. So I kind of do believe in the Lions, but I'm scared because I grew up this way. I grew up, like, hoping that Detroit would have good teams. And ever since the bad boys, that's the last time the Pistons, like, other than Ben Wallace and them, and uh and and Rasheed Wallace, like that's when I was able to cheer for the Pistons in Detroit sports. But yeah. But anyway, Sam, man, we 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 will we'll discuss this a little bit more because again, it's lazy in my opinion. We got some other topics coming up in the daily three. Aaron Rodgers gets a chain from Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner's from my high school, by the way. I know you guys know that from the uh, Jets game when we were down on the field together. But Sauce Gardner's from my high school in Detroit. Um, and so that's just how we are in Detroit. Like it's about chains and diamonds when you get a little bit of money. Um, because people are trying to say, is this a little Kirk Cousins-ish? Maybe. 
Maybe he's trying to get the Kirk Cousins out of Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers has ayahuasca. He doesn't need to do what Kirk Cousins does and take his shirt off and put a chain on, but feels a little Kirk Cousins-ish. But we'll talk about that later in the Daily 3. But we got next coming up, Dom Curry, former receiver, Rams, now with the NFL players, or sorry, the NFL Alumni Association. And so we'll do that. But please remember, people, Amazon Fire, Roku. You can download it right there. And then SiriusXM, we want to thank you, proud partner of Locked On. You can go on there as well and download Locked On Sports Minnesota and get the Ron Johnson Show that way. And then, of course, we thank everybody watching on YouTube. Uh, anytime you have an email address, just hit follow. If you're on it, just watching it, make sure you just sign back in with your email address and hit follow. You'll become a subscriber to the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. And we have a word from our sponsors. Yep, uh, we got Dom Curry coming up in one minute after I tell you about FanDuel. Yes, you can bet Major League Baseball at FanDuel. That includes the red-hot Minnesota Twins. They're minus 120 tonight on the money line. Run line uh, over-under is 7.5. Pablo Lopez on the mound for the Twins. Bet that game in all Major League Baseball games at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. New customers get the following promotion. 10 times their initial bet in bonus bets back. So you can bet 20, get 200, whether you win or lose, that money's yours. You can bet Major League Baseball or any other league. There's some juicy NFL future bets out there as well. Get started at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more at FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Well, now it's time for the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. I got Dom Curry joining me, former uh, Rams wide receiver, but also more importantly, he's now working with the NFL Alumni Association. Dom Curry, I want to thank you for joining me on the Hanging Ron Johnson segment and the Ron Johnson Show. Uh, for those that don't know Dom Curry, you have to check out his Instagram. Uh, I saw it just because of the NFL alumni announcement that he was going to be over. Um, uh, basically, is it is it uh, what is it called? Uh, it's not signups. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, memberships. Membership, man. Yeah. I'm like words me man but yeah so he's over the uh nfl alumni membership uh sign up and so when you think about that I, and so then i started scrolling through his instagram and the dude's funny so i was like yeah let me reach out to this guy man and see if we get him on here one just talk about the nfl alumni because we had ryan gundy on uh last week with spice adams as well and we were talking about like you know we got serious about mental health and all that my dad played for the pittsburgh steelers won two super bowls uh, but when he passed away, we had his brain donated uh, through the NFL program. And, you know, they said he had a grade three, grade four CTE just through concussions. He was he was in a coma after one of his hits back in like the 70s. And so it's one of those things that's kind of near and dear. And then when I hear the alumni, I'm like, man, how are they trying to improve it? What are they trying to do for for alumni affairs and, and player engagement? Uh, but Dom Curry, man, I want to thank you for joining me on the Ron Johnson show. First, I want to throw this out there, man. Like you, your videos on Instagram, because you were kind of telling me about this before the show started. But your videos on Instagram, man, you're, you're a funny guy. Like Spice Adams is my best friend, went to high school together, grew up together. And so now I have to deal with him whenever I visit because he just does that same stuff that you do. It's like nonstop, no matter if you're happy about it or not. Like we work out together and, and I'm dead tired, two hour boxing class or something or something like that. And he's still got a battery in his back and he wants to irritate and do dumb jokes and do dumb stuff. Um, so when you think about you, though, you said you, you used to do that, help your kids wake up. You would have fun with them. Like what what kind of made you realize like, man, I, this stuff is kind of funny and I need to show the world. Honestly, uh, I just been doing it for years. It's just, you know, now that there's a platform as far as social media and I still don't really use it as much as I should. Mm -hmm. But it's just something that I know if I if I could bring a smile to my kids, I could bring a smile to the people that may need it. And um, 
what kind of made me really start doing that, especially around COVID, was I had a few people contact me like, man, I, I enjoy watching your videos. And I'm just like, oh, I, I just was posting them just to post them, you know? <laughs> it's, it's not it's not monetary or anything like that. I just was doing it because I could be sitting on the couch and a thought would come up and I'll just act on it. No, no type of preparation. None of the videos were like rehearsed. Mm. I mean, they were just thought up in the moment. I could watch a funny show and just decide to recreate it as long as I got the shirts or the props, anything. But it was just something where I knew that some people may need that that moment of, of fresh, that moment of, of, of light, uh, especially during the COVID time, because that was a rough time for a lot of people. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. Um, like Todd Heap, I don't know if you remember Todd Heap, played tight end, went to Arizona State, played for the Ravens for a while, one, you know, um, back in 2001. He was my teammate. Um, he had a tragedy, um, you know, and a lot of people, I always remind people this, man, like, Go through life slow because when you speed through, sometimes you miss things or mistakes happen. And Todd Heap uh, backing out of his own driveway, uh, backed out too fast, not realizing his kids were in the driveway playing. And uh, so his daughter was killed in, in that process. And so that's tough for any family to deal with. Uh, and so he and I connected at the Vikings game. Long story short, Spice Adams is my best friend. And Todd and I were talking and he's like, man, like, you know, it was crazy that time with my kid. I kind of, you know, I pray with him. And, uh, you know, he and I just talked about it. And then he said, yeah, but man, me and my son in that because the son was in the car. So he was like a part like had to see this happen with his sister getting hit, you know, and not surviving. And then he said, but man, me and my son would watch Spice Adams videos at night and connect. You know, we would laugh at Spice and then we would that's how we get through the pain. And so we're at the Vikings versus Ravens game. I'm, I, I work for the Vikings. Todd works for the Ravens. We FaceTime Spice Adams in the middle of the game. Like, I'm like, man, you know, I got to do this. Like, God put this here for a reason for him to say this. And this is a person I can connect him with right now. So I call Spice, FaceTime him and Todd. And Todd told him, like, man, like your videos helped me and my son get over this tragedy. man. And to see three grown men, you know, standing there kind of tear up a little bit, but like also a real true moment, man. Like that's why when you said that, like people reach out to you. That's that's why I love when people give people their flowers and tell them how important they are to them now. Because when it's when you're older, like when I when my dad's funeral, man, I'm talking about names of names was at my dad's funeral. Uh, you know, Franco Harris, Mel Blunt. Um, you know, I got calls from Tony Dungy. Um, you know, Mean Joe Green showed up. Uh, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Rocky Blyer uh Elsie Greenwood I mean you know Dwight White you name all the names Frenchie Fuqua like that was crazy I have a picture with Frenchie and Franco and you remember that that was Immaculate Reception so I have a picture with the two dudes from the Immaculate Reception that changed the scope of history of receivers can no longer catch balls if your teammate hits it like so I you know having that conversation with them about the Immaculate Reception and so but watching those guys talk about my dad and, and tell stories about stuff like you know the Lions game versus Billy Sims and hearing and in that moment, man, like that was 2018. Like ever since then, I've been wanting to like connect with former players, guys I know, tell guys I love them, tell guys how important, you know, how how fun the games we played together were. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a fun ride to do. Like Dwayne Starks, I know he's, he won Super Bowl with the Ravens. He and I just connected on Instagram uh, yesterday. Like I saw him post some about in his camp, so I followed him. Like, hey, man, let's connect. Like, and so I, I want to say that to you, man. Like that's a huge, awesome moment for you to get those calls from people or messages and then you to follow through with the gift, man. Cause to, to make people laugh, man, it's a gift. And I'm not gonna lie, man. I like spice Adams. That's, that's my totem pole of like what I, what I see is like, and I don't think spice is funny. I'm not gonna lie. It's my best friend. I don't think he's always funny. Like everybody else loves him, but I I've, I've dealt with this guy since we were kids. So I don't think all of this stuff is funny, but I know he's a funny guy. Like, cause we will FaceTime for hours and just laugh. 
but you, man, like your 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 stuff is up there, man. Like you 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 yes. hit the marks. You you make the facial expressions. You got the clothes. Like your David Ruffin one. Like you know what I mean. Like a lot of people don't understand David Ruffin and what that scene was about. You know what I mean. Like you hit the marks. Like so, I will say, man, you do a good job. But talking about your NFL career, man, with the with the Los Angeles Rams, another wide receiver, big receiver. Like you you you're in my club. I was I was six when I was drafted to the Ravens. I was six four, six three, two hundred and thirty pounds. So I was a big guy. Uh, and that's why I ended up playing tight end for the Bears because I was a big guy. Got to 247, 250. But you at 230, 223, you know, again, a big receiver, Detroit Lions, Los Angeles Rams. What do you remember, though, about that time and what you bought to those teams? So uh, just to give like the, the quick story of how I ended up uh, making it, I went to a small HBCU, Cheney University, mm -hmm. which is the first HBCU. And to be honest, we was very terrible at football. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I might have won five games at Cheney, but... In four years? I, yes, we was horrible, <laughs> man. Ah, oh, we was horrible. I mean, the, it, it was it was deeper than just the field play. It was funding, it was facilities, but man, we was horrible. And um, But we competed. We, we we put our helmets on every, every game to go lose by 40. It was... <laughs> and we'll do it again the next week, but, um, but yeah, I went to a small HBCU and uh, I played three sports, basketball, football, and I ran track. Okay. And um, I just wanted to be different. Uh, I realized that people always say, man, you can't do this. You can't do that. Me playing basketball, I'm left-handed. So a lot of people said, you can't go right. Uh, me playing football at Cheney, a lot of people said, you can't go to the league from Cheney. But they never heard of Big Cat Williams. They never heard of Andre Waters. So those two guys were kind of like my pinnacle of, like, if they made it, I can make it. And and me going to Cheney, played four years of basketball and track, played three years of football. I ended up graduating, and I went to California University of Pennsylvania yep. uh, for my last semester. The the weird thing about that situation is I went from being all-conference, three years in a row, rookie of the year, all, all these accolades that you can uh, talk about. And I went to Kyle PA. My senior year, I was top. 100 um, scouted wide receiver across all levels. Mm -hmm. I had four catches. I had four catches, 100 yards, and one touchdown my senior year at California University of Pennsylvania. Wow. And I just knew that my, my, my shots to the NFL was over. <laughs> it was over. So I ended up getting a job, started working at LA Fitness, I had my first son born, Dom Jr., he was born. Mm -hmm. So I started working at LA Fitness, and I got a call from Nolan Cromwell. And um, – he was like, you know, are you interested in coming to rookie minicamp? I said, wow. yeah, of course. And uh, I went down there. He gave me about 15 plays over the phone, had me draw them up. I studied them. And when I went down there, it was off and running. And I realized that at Cheney, I was one of the best. I was the, basically the best athlete, um, the best wide receiver. When I got to the Rams, I realized I'm not the best. Everybody out here can catch. Everybody can run. Mm -hmm. Everybody can 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 make people fall. It was so many things that everyone did, and I was like, "How can I make myself different?" Yeah, I realized that my jumping ability was one, and then my will to be able to play special teams. So I was the guy that was running down at the R five L five on kickoff. I was the gunner. Uh, I was a block man on on punt. I just found a way where I can make my number be noticed because. My first week at training camp, I had a Florida State wide receiver, all ACC, phenomenal guy. 
he got cut after two practices. Wow. And when I saw that happen, I said, man, and he was good. But I was like, when that happened, I said, I have to separate myself. And one thing that, you know, a lot of receivers don't like to do is really get out there and play special teams. So right. I was able to find my niche as far as that. And that just kind of took off on me. Yeah, man, I will say, like, I was opposite. Like, I, 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 I was drafted to play. Like, I was drafted in the fourth round to the, to the Ravens. And so when I came in, we didn't have a lot of receivers, like, left because they had just loaded up to win the Super Bowl. And then they had to, like, get slim. We had 19, I think, rookies or first-year guys without experience make the roster for our 53. I remember we were the youngest team in the NFL my rookie year. My second year, we got older guys because, again, then I was truly – because we had – Marcus Robinson, Frank Sanders came in and they were two of the oldest receivers I'd ever played with. And then the next year, because uh, we had Brandon Stokely as well, and then the next year we had uh, drafted uh, guy DeVar Darling out of uh, Florida State. And then we had some other uh, guys still around. So we, we, we started to get older, but my, my rookie year, we were young. So when I came in being young, like none of the older guys wanted to do special teams. So that was the first thing uh, myself and Ed Reed and Ed Reed was the first round pick, but we did all the special teams. Like literally, we were on, and DBs normally do it anyway, but we were on punt, punt block, kickoff, yeah. kickoff return, like me and Reed. And so, like a lot of his highlights, if you ever see like a blunt, a punt block and he scores a touchdown, or uh, I think I scored one, but it's me. I was number 83. I'm running right behind him and most of it. One, I didn't think I realized how much I would end up in like NFL films pictures by running behind Ed Reed. But now I look back, I'm like, I'm glad I stayed close because everybody else is like celebrating. Like, oh, he's about to score. I'm like, no, we're, I'm taking you to the end zone. Like, we going. And then now I'm like, man, I'm glad I did it because I get texts all the time. Like, yo, I just saw you on Aries, like little Hall of Fame thing for uh for the Hall of Fame. I'm like, yep. Like, yep. I made sure to get there. Like, I was yep. I was going to get to the end zone with him, like just in case he had to toss it back. Because that's the one thing about Aries that people didn't know. He actually practiced that dumb stuff of like tossing it back to somebody else so they could score uh falling and tossing it up to somebody like he did a he did a like he did that that's why he was so good at it with Miami uh cuz they actually practiced that they practiced how can i get the ball to the end zone uh but yeah but no you brought you brought up a good point about that I, every time i talk to rookies now cuz i go to the vikings camp cuz i do the pregame show uh for them and then i also do their postgame show on uh, iheart media and kfan radio and so i always talk to the rookie receivers about that we've had a couple on our show this year but i always tell them that like man like you got to set yourself apart in meetings you got to set yourself apart in special teams. You got to be willing to do everything because to say I want to make $500,000, but I don't want to play special teams is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, right. <laughs> like if you told me I only can play special teams for the next 10 years, I would do it. Like, okay. like, right. But I think, and you know this, man, I think when you're in it, sometimes you don't realize how much money that really is. Cause you don't right. understand the value of money. Right. You know, like I, I remember being in the locker room I know what I was making. I got a signing bonus as a rookie, and I'm sitting up here mad because Ray Lewis – not mad, but I'm like, dang, Ray Lewis just signed a $10 million signing bonus deal with a $19 million season, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm comparing. I'm like, man, like, dude, got $19 million? Like, I got one. But, you know what I mean? Like, and that's that's so weird now when I say it out loud. I'm like, that's literally not having a grasp on reality. And I right. think that's, that's what we were as a sport. But when you look at your time, and you said this, man, like you went into – rookie mini camp and then you went on and went to you know you play you played those two years what are some things that you remember the most though I know you blocked a punt with Graham Gano um but what are some things you remember the most about those seasons perseverance because uh my rookie year I didn't play the first game of the season we played uh Arizona so I was I wasn't a part of the 53 and I found out that 
just because you at that time, just because you made a 53, that's not a guarantee that you would dress. Yeah. Didn't know that. I mean, I'm hype. I'm warming up. <laughs> and they come out and tell me like, yeah, man, uh, we, we got some sweatpants for you. I'm like sweatpants. Nah, I'm playing today. Like I made this squad. Nope. So, uh, so that was the first time I found out, and I, I was the I was the loudest cheerleader at that game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sulk and and not be a good teammate. I'm running up and down the field, as as a controlled as I can be to make sure that we don't get any penalties. But <laughs> um, when I was finally told that I, I was up, and I, I played, um, we played against Oakland, and then the next game was against the Redskins. So at the time, Donovan McNabb, I played against Donovan McNabb, and at the time he was like the guy in Philly because I'm from Philadelphia. Yeah. And that was somebody that I had on my my wall in high school, in my locker. That was that was him, T.O. They were guys that I looked up to. Oh, yeah. So when I finally got a chance to play him, I'm like, man, I'm playing against one of my idols. So I went extra hard that we could practice. And I think I might have went too hard <laughs> because I was doing the the offensive reps for the squad, for, yep. for the Rams. I was also had to be uh, the scout team, Chris Cooley. Oh, because yeah. by me being that fourth, fifth receiver, you know, you had to find your way to play both. So I'm the scout team guy because we only had five guys on the scout team and they were mainly linemen. So I'm doing double those. And I'm also practicing all phases of special teams. And uh, after I blocked the punt, I tore my ACL. So it was kind of like, man, you know, sitting in that locker room by myself and you just hear the oohs and the ahs from the crowd. It was like, wow. I got music playing. <laughs> See the oohs and eyes in the crowd, and then it was like, you know, I was now my camera's not working. No, it's working. We can see you. All right. See, I was about to say, man. See, this, this, this is the devil. When you have, <laughs> when you have things going good, you know, you have good dialogue, man. Sometimes the, the devil throw them wrenches in there, and all you gotta do is just keep you. I think Mary J was trying to tell you though. In that moment, you were just fine though. She was. She <laughs> hey, was, exactly. she was <laughs> so, so I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's in the in the locker room. I'm the guy that's in the office that plays my music. They. They tell me, man, I love you bringing the music. I have my speakers, and uh, I just like to have a joyous, joyous environment, you know. So, yeah, man, no, that I mean, that's 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 the key to this, man. Like it's 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 one of those things when you figure out where you fall, uh, you know, those moments. I'll tell you this, man, too. Like, and I don't know where you're at in your career or what you're doing because I know you're doing the NFL. Alum. Always hold those moments high because you are a zero point one percenter. Like 0.1% of men, humans, get a chance to do what we've done. You know what I mean? Like you got to strap it on. You got to play. You got to be there part of the, you know, like it's it's 0.1%. You know, you know, you saw the statistics, 0.6% of blah, 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 make it to college and da, da, da. And like 0.1% of people actually get to record a stat in a game. You know, there's guys that go to training camp. There's guys that can say I was on this team as practice squad, but record stats be in the NFL books, you know, that's, that's, that's not, that's rare, man. And so, you know, always hold that because there, there's, there's people that you know, always want to try to down talk it. Like, I, like you saw the Cam Newton. I don't know if you saw that recently, like Cam Newton had the heckler and I, I watched his cause I watched the, the media put it out. But if you go to Cam Newton's story, cause he actually broke it down and had his, like, here's my point of view. I love it because him doing the thing to the kid, like, yeah, that might have been a little too far. But then you see him actually break down and talk to the kid, talk to the other kids about what happened. Hey, what what what, what were you trying to say for me from over there? Like, oh, yeah, who's my daddy? Duh, duh, duh. You know, and he's like, if you're going to talk crap to me, I'm going to talk crap to you. 
Yeah. Like you're and then like and he didn't downplay that kid like the other kid did. The other kid was like, dude, you're not going to even ever make it. You know, like that was the other kid starting to like join in on the kid. But I love that because it's like this dude went to a he was he's a millionaire. He's a Super Bowl contending quarterback. Didn't win, but he went to a Super Bowl. He's done stuff that Dan Marino couldn't do. Like the dude was there, like, you know, what I mean, like, come on, like we have to find ways to have more respect for adults. And and that's why I always say, like, kids will do stuff when they feel like they have an edge or they'll do stuff when they feel like, oh, I can I can go viral. And then when they get made fun of, then they want to play. The, like he's like, hey, man, humble yourself. You're an adult, man. Why are you talking to a kid like that? Well, you're talking to me like that. You know, so I, I love when you said that, too. Like, man, like just. You know, always be in that moment because people are always going to have a different uh, idea of it. But you're with the NFL alumni now. And, and what what is your role now with the NFL alumni and goal with it? So right now I'm overseeing all of the chapters. Uh, we have okay. chapters across the, you know, across the United States from Southern California to upstate New York, down to Tampa, across to um, Northern California, uh, Texas. We, we are all over the place. And we're trying to really drive our memberships up. Okay. Uh, because there's so many, not only players, but one, one thing that's, that's a little different as far as NFL alumni is you don't only have to be a player. You can be a cheerleader. You can be a staff oh. member. You can be an office member, okay. back office. As long as you've been an employee of the NFL, you have an ability to join the NFL Alumni Association. Oh. And a lot of people, I didn't know that at first. I, I, I definitely I, I, did not I, know I'm that. Football, but, <laughs> you know, as long as you have those three numbers, I mean, those three letters, behind your title you're able to join the nfl alumni i did not know that yeah because that's good info because i know when you look at like the golf tournament i don't know if you played any of the golf tournaments but they try to say like you have to have an accredited season to be considered an alumni for the golf event and i don't know if that's because they're paying for that trip but that's what they had been saying in the past i don't know if that's old false information uh but i know a lot of the golf tournaments i've been in for the nfl alumni because uh, I'll always say like, oh, what about so-and-so? And they'll be like, oh, he only made it to training camp. I don't know if, if he would qualify for the trip. Like you can play, but then it's about like the alumni willing to pay for your flight down to I think this year it's in, uh, I think it's in Florida this year, the winners. Is that like Spyglass or something? Or I don't even know. It's a TPC maybe. But I know when you play in the NFL alumni golf tournament, you win. And then you get flown out to the Super Bowl of golf, which is in like October or November. Like I can never go because I have to work during the season. Um, but I know my teams won it twice and then they had to find like a fill in for me, uh, as an, they found another alumni that could go cause I couldn't go. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I had no idea as far as the alumni association goes. So yeah, so there's definitely something I have to email you about them because yeah, there's, I, I want to connect with a lot of the presidents over those chapters. Cause that's, right. that's my goal is to get connected with them to make their job easier when it comes to events. Cause I know sometimes chasing down people, finding the right stuff people they're going to come through for you when they say they're going to come through for you is hard to do. And uh, as an alumni, that's the one thing I do. I put my best foot forward when it comes to the alumni gifts, uh, when it comes to like knowing, like just not getting crap, you know, you know, how it is you get that bag of crap and you're like, all right, this is going in the trash. Right. You know, right. I, I try like this year, in Minnesota, we're doing a Nike quarter zip, which nobody's going to throw away a Nike quarter zip. Uh, we're doing a Richardson hat that's custom made by Richardson. Um, and then we did these Yeti cups, for uh, their gift and then four golf, five golf bags, I think for the winners. And then we did like a leather uh, backpack. And so I try to, and then I think we're doing Oakley's and I try to tell the guy, I'm like, man, like I get some of these guys and you know this too. Some of the guys are old. So, yep. you know, they're like, oh man, can we get some uh, like Jesus sandals? Like nobody wants Jesus right. sandals. Like right. we're not doing that. 
like, oh, can we get a, 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 which I don't mind some of the hats they choose, but they're like, oh, can we get a leather? They would do one of like a leather duffel bag. I'm like, unless it's Louis Vuitton, I'm not sure guys are going to carry a leather duffel bag to the right. gym. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So we got a lot of older guys, man. But when you, when you talk about alumni engagement membership, uh, is there another piece to that internally uh, that you guys have talked to, too, about getting to the current players early, maybe so they even know that, that, hey, you can join the alumni now or you have to wait till you, like, as soon as you're done, you should be a part of this? So that's something that I'm, I'm really um, trying to tap in. Uh, I have a couple meetings coming up. Uh, actually, I'm going to Baltimore this upcoming Friday to speak okay. with Jamil McClain to see how we can streamline, you know, players that's on the cuffs of retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing that, and I'm also reach out to uh, Washington Redskins and obviously Philly to just really get in touch with their their alumni association there uh, because each team does have that alumni. Um, But one thing that I realized is because I was in the position of vice president of the NFLPA Philadelphia chapter, one thing that a lot of former players do is they don't really like the NFL. Once they are done, it's kind of like, I'm washing my hands. I don't care what you got to say. But the thing about like for us in the alumni association, what uh, myself and Brad, who's also a um, former Super Bowl champion, we're trying to combine all the entities, not only the NFL alumni, the NFL PA, former players, the trust, the PAF. We're trying to combine all of them because we only we have to work together. Right. We have, and I really started to notice that when previously I was working at the NFL headquarters with the uh, Player Care Foundation, and I would talk to former players that are struggling as far as financially, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, mentally. And when I would talk to them, man, even just happy to talk to somebody that's a former player, you know, yeah. you normally you're getting office people, but just talking to me was something that gave them that breath of fresh air to showing that, okay, the NFL is really trying to put forth an effort to take care of our former players. So now in the alumni role, that's my main goal. Man. My main night, all of, all of our entities, I'm talking to former players. I mean, I'm reaching out to guys that, I've never spoken to or seen, and you can't tell. We'll have an hour conversation like we already know each other. And that's yeah, something that, that we always do. You know, I, I go to events, and if it starts off feeling like the, the locker room, and next thing you know, it goes from the locker room feeling to brotherhood feeling. Yeah. And, and that's my main thing because I'm not a guy that played many years. I played right. – I had two credited seasons. So the my, my reach as far as the alumni, as far as the former players, is not as big as someone that has played – well and well established. Mm-hmm. But one thing about me is I'm going to treat you like I know you. I go right. to all the Super Bowls. I go to all of the um, the uh, Player Care Foundation career fairs. I go to – and I'm just there, you know, and I'm, I'm inviting my former teammates. I'm inviting my my upcoming teammates my, that I call. It's, it's all about communication. I just make sure that that communication is going through and, and we just big up each other. That's my main thing. Yeah, man, that's huge because I know that is a big thing, like getting around players and events. Um, it does, you're right. It does. It is a brotherhood. It becomes like people that don't know each other. Um, it, it becomes that quick. Like that's that's how I ended up with Pat McAfee, Darius Butler doing the uh, NFL trust. I went down to Fordham to get my MBA and uh, Darius Butler was in my class. And so he and I now became friends after that. So, yeah, it's it, it is a cool thing when uh, when players do do what you're doing and, and want to connect and get out there. But, man, I could talk to Dom all day, but I'm Ron Johnson. This is Dom Curry joining me on the Hangar Ron Johnson segment. we got to get to the daily three. That's three questions. We're going to take about 30 seconds each today. But we got a word from Sirius XM, and we'll be back after this. 
SiriusXM is a proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota and, of course, the Ron Johnson Show. You can download the app easily on the app market. Just search SXM app and you'll find the SiriusXM. Or you can do SiriusXM. You'll see the app on there. Just download it because the Twins take on the Seattle Mariners again tonight at 6.40 p.m. Catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on the SXM app. Just search Twins. Well, now it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each, but we're going to do about 30 seconds today. Take it away, Sam. All right, couple Vikings training camp questions to kick us off. Uh, two-parter here. Number one, veterans reporting today. Is Daniil Hunter going to be there? And then number two, Ron, uh, it's not quite as bad as it was in the forecast a couple days ago. We had triple digits mm-hmm. coming at us. Now it's projecting about 95 degrees. But uh, how, do, how do you think these coaches should handle the extreme heat? And how were you handled in training camp 20 years ago in that extreme heat? So this is what I'll say for the Daniel Hunter piece. I don't know. Like I, I see players trying to get to camp. Like you can see Saquon Barkley sign. You see the they're having a Zoom call, so clearly they want to play, but they want to be paid. And I think Daniel Hunter fits in that same sentence. Maybe he signs one of those Anthony Barr type deals where it's a one year deal, and then he's out after this, or he can renegotiate after this, uh, free and clear with any team. And then maybe the Vikings still bring him back. Maybe Brian Flores needs a true outside linebacker and not a DN in Daniel Hunter's credit. So that's maybe why the Vikings might be wanting to move on because they're like, look, we need a true outside linebacker. Um, as far as the heat goes. We drank pickle juice. We drank salt tablets and Gatorade. It was gross. Um, and then also it was a lot of uh, water. Like they literally every – so when it, whenever it was 90 plus, like 92, 93, 94, because even though it's 90, we're wearing full pads. So they would do a lot of like uh, jump in the cold tub right after practice. So they would have all these cold tub buckets out there for us to jump in and, and flush our body quick to kind of get the blood flow and then jump back out. The heat's going to warm you back up. So it's like a natural hot and cold kind of contrast. And then they would have those buckets over there. If you just want to dump your head in a bucket quick, you can run over to one of the bins, duck your, dump your head in to get a quick refresher before you got to run back out there. Uh, guys were spraying cold water like all over their bodies, drinking water nonstop. So it was a lot of hydration. I think that was the big key. And then from a play standpoint, the coaches were very particular about how many plays, how much rest you got in between. Because, uh, you know, I, was, I came in in the air after Corey Stringer. So right. the NFL was very – very very like on point about that also if we knew it was going to be that hot and we had a padded practice they would actually say we're going to do no pads today and then we're going to come back at 6 p.m when the sun goes down and then do a padded practice so that's what the bears did i know that and the ravens we would sometimes cancel the middle of the day practice and do an early morning nothing during the day which was kind of annoying because you like feel like you're free but you're not and then have come back for a night practice so they would they would strategically spread out when the sun's the hottest around that four or five o'clock and say we're not going to practice then like 12 to four we're not going to practice we're going to get a 7 8 a.m one in and then we're going to come back at like six seven o'clock under the lights when it's cooler and so they would do both of those but what you got next yeah next up um the Vikings 53-man roster is a big topic of conversation. Kevin mm-hmm. Seifert released his at ESPN. And uh, one thing that caught my eye, he's got Brandon Powell making the roster at wide receiver over Jalen Rager. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's a possibility? I do. I mean, if you watch the Kirk Cousins Netflix special, like clearly he wasn't happy with Jalen Rager. We know there were other moments Jalen Rager had where you're like, what are you doing? Um, so it's going to come down to Brandon Powell knowing Kevin O'Connell's offense from the Rams. And so if he has a better handle on it, because him and Jalen Rager are kind of even right now because they're both punt kick returners. Um, they both have limited knowledge of the Vikings playbook. Jalen Rager maybe has the edge there, but 
Brandon Powell understands the Rams scheme and that's all Kevin O'Connell did. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say what player told me, but a player told me literally every week they were getting DVDs of Rams. So every week they would get a DVD all summer. They were getting DVDs of Rams and it's not DVDs anymore. You know, but it probably digital in my mind. It was was my mind. It was a DVD, but they were getting DVD downloads of like Rams actual plays. And so here's a Rams play. We're running this. This is what I'm calling it though. So, Brandon Powell knows that system, so that's why maybe he has the edge there too. And he has a fresh start. Sometimes you have a bad taste in your mouth from somebody from the season before, and now this guy comes in with a fresh start. That's what happened with me the Bears. Like I ended up making the Bears roster and, and, and was starting by uh, the third preseason game because of former guys that were there that they kind of like, well, we know what we have with this guy, so we're going to move on and let's give Ron a shot. So, yeah, you, you just never know with the new, new, new face, new place. A lot of times that might give you a little edge because it's a, it's a refresher. And what's, what's the last one, man? What's the last one? I, like I know one. you want to talk about this, Ron. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers was given a chain by Sauce Gardner. Yeah. So he's obviously trying to just be Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah, he's trying to be Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers, like, he loves Kirk. He wants to be Kirk. He's watched Kirk from afar for years. No. So this is the thing. Sauce Gardner's from Detroit, so that's why I can't hate on that. Sauce Gardner is not thinking about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Sauce Gardner is saucy. I mean, you've seen the Sauce necklace he's got literally a bottle of sauce with diamonds like it's a full bottle sauce thing with diamonds on it um he's really saucy so when it comes to diamonds and him as jewelers like hey man give me some publicity throw this out there i'm gonna put some green emeralds on this some white diamonds number eight we're gonna give it to aaron Rodgers. he's never had an eight chain because he's been 12 his whole life so this is something he does not have like if it was a 12 i'd be like he probably already has that especially in green because he, he already he, he was already in green. no but aaron Rodgers has never gonna be that guy anyway but he'll wear it for sauce like he sauce gave it to him as a gift uh he'll wear it for him it did feel kind of weird though like you're not really boise i mean i know he took you to the to the to the playoff game with the knicks and y'all guys you set courtside with uh jessica alba um but yeah i don't know it, it felt a little weird um but i do know they're on hard knocks so again i talked about the netflix special with Kirk cousins you know, and I will say this for those wondering, the Vikings did not really know what they were going to do with the footage because I asked somebody that, too. I'm like, Whoa, did you guys see Netflix around there? They're like, no, we just saw NFL films. Um, So Peyton Manning hired NFL or was, you know, whatever, partnered with NFL films to get the footage. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's what was it. NFL films was around a lot. And they just assumed it was because they were 13 and four. <laughs> not realizing Kirk Cousins has signed a deal with Peyton Manning and Netflix. So uh, kind of cool, though. Kind of cool setup. Uh, I, and honestly, I don't even know if Kirk maybe knew. Maybe Peyton just had NFL films following every team, and they took – which maybe I think that's what it was. I feel like he followed a lot of teams, and then they took the footage and then reached out to those guys after the fact. Like, hey, man, we want to turn your special to a Netflix special. Do you want to be a part of this? And then they did the post-production interviews. Because if you watch the interviews after, it's kind of post-production interview. It's after the season, and they're just sitting down talking about the stuff that happened. It wasn't like in-season. And uh, other than the Patrick Mahomes getting his house done during the season, like that was one. And then Kirk Cousins uh, with the with the camera in his car, like he had to know something was going on with NFL films. But they, I don't think they really truly knew what it was unless they signed a non-disclosure. But I could be wrong here. But no, I don't I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to be Kirk Cousins. I just think Sauce Gardner is trying to be cute. They're friends and Hard Knocks is there. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Aaron Rodgers like a little bit like, man, that's kind of Kirk Cousins ish. Did you think he hit that or no? Uh, yeah, I don't think, I think Aaron Rodgers thinks a little too highly of himself to think that he is, uh, emulating Kirk Cousins. He probably thinks that he's like the first one to ever wear a chain. So I, (laughs) he probably has no awareness of anyone else. That is funny. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's chains and ayahuasca for, for uh, Aaron Rodgers on the weekends before the season starts, but I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extra. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Remember Amazon fire Roku. You can download the locked on sports Minnesota app. Also 
subscribers are very important to us. We appreciate all the subscribers to this point, but please, people, go to YouTube. Just go to YouTube. Go to YouTube right now. If you're listening to this, if you're watching it on Amazon Fire Roku, uh, if you're watching on YouTube already, thanks, hit subscribe and follow. But if you have not, please go to YouTube and hit the subscribe button or follow button. Uh, you just need an email address. It is free, but the subscribers are really important to us to make sure we're getting our content out to you guys because this season is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank you guys and have a great day.